Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure to subscribe below so you don't miss a single one of our daily episodes. We are marching through the five outstanding questions that Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany covered in the press briefing with the White House Press Corps about a week ago. We're on question number four of five. So today we're going to be talking about question four. Why did the Department of Justice learn about the FBI's interest in Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador from a conversation with Obama in the Oval Office. Now, people have been following this Flynn story pretty carefully, but they may not realize this detail, that the Department of Justice, which is the power over the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they're the boss of the FBI, they learned of this investigation of General Flynn from President Obama in a meeting that was held on January 5th, 2017 in the Oval Office, which is highly, highly unusual and highly suspect. Usually investigations are done in coordination between the FBI and the Department of Justice. They have a protocol that they follow, they have procedures that they follow, not only to make sure that the rights of the accused are upheld and respected, but also to make sure that they are not showing favoritism or prejudice against any criminal defendant, and also to make sure that they are within the bounds of the Constitution, within the bounds of law, and also pragmatically so that they have control of the situation. So if they end up deciding to prosecute someone that they have investigated, they have the resources to follow through and make sure that they can present that case to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt. So there are pragmatic reasons why there are protocols and procedures for any type of investigation. And there are also constitutional reasons why they make sure that they respect the rights of defendants who are being investigated by the federal government. So you might remember this phrase has been out there a lot, that President Obama wanted everything regarding General Flynn done by the book. And uh, there's a disparity between how criminal investigations are handled by the federal government and counterintelligence investigations. And you re might remember when we were going through these other questions, there was a lot of muddying of the waters of whether this investigation of General Flynn was a criminal investigation or a counterintelligence investigation. Let me take you back in time to January 5th, 2017. There's a White House meeting. Now to think about the amount of effort it takes to get on President Obama's calendar. It has to be something very significant, very high level. And this meeting that was held on January 5th involved people at the very top levels of the White House hierarchy, the Department of Justice, and the FBI. So we go into that meeting on January 5th, and Sally Yates is at that meeting. She is not yet the acting attorney general of the Department of Justice. She's a deputy attorney general, which means she's at almost the very tip top of the hierarchy of the Department of Justice. And soon after President Trump is sworn in, after he's inaugurated, she becomes the top person at the Department of Justice. So you would think the top people at the Department of Justice would know what is going on in terms of investigations, particularly of anyone 
in the Trump campaign, in the Trump transition, in the Trump administration, because this has so much implication for politics and abuse and wanting to make sure everything is done by the book. So uh, Sally Yates was interviewed, and I'm going to attach down below the Exhibit 4 of the motion to dismiss the case, the criminal case against General Flynn, that goes into an interview where she takes us back in time talking about the investigation of Michael Flynn and particularly talking about this January 5th meeting that is the subject of question four that Kaylee McEnany told the press that if they had any journalistic value or any professionalism, they would be asking former President Obama this question, and I would say also asking former Vice President Joe Biden. So she is, Sally Yates is James Comey's boss. He is the FBI director. He reports directly to the Department of Justice. And uh, fast forwarding, we go to um, January 24th, which is when the FBI, through James Comey, decided that they were going to throw out all the procedures and policies on how they deal with uh, White House administrations, he decides, as he says in this phone call with, as he says in this interview with Nicole Wallace, that he didn't follow the procedures and the practices that he would typically follow. And he goes into detail with this Nicole Wallace interview talking about how he's trying to take advantage of the chaos in the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. So Sally Yates, who at this point is at the top of the Department of Justice hierarchy, calls James Comey on this very fateful day. And she tells him that they need to notify the White House, meaning the Trump administration, because the inauguration has happened, the Trump administration is in place now, and after much back and forth, Sally Yates calls her subordinate, Jim Comey, at the FBI and says, we need to notify the White House about these intercepts between Flynn and the Russian ambassador Kislyak. We must Go by the book, we need to notify the White House, follow our practices and procedures. And Comey, her subordinate, does not return her call. He does not return it until later. And at that point, he informs his boss, Sally Yates, that he's already sent a couple of guys over to the White House without notifying the White House, without coordinating with the Department of Justice, which is the law enforcement arm, and it's the higher part of the hierarchy that, that James Comey has to answer to. And he just tells Sally Yates, his boss, I've just already sent agents over to the White House. So completely in an underhanded fashion, in a way designed to conceal what he's doing. And when um, the Department of Justice is kind of thinking about all these things before the interview happens on the 24th, they, the lawyers at the Department of Justice, they want this handled the way that it would have been handled under the Obama administration or prior administrations. They want to treat the incoming administration, the Trump administration, the same way that they would have treated the uh, Obama administration or any other administrations. And Comey, he was told, I would call 
uh, the, I would notify the White House. And Sally Yates is asking him about this and saying, well, what would you have done if this were the Obama administration? The same situation occurred with the Obama administration. And Comey answers, I would call President Obama's chief of staff, who we know is Dennis McDonough. And then he tells Sally Yates that he does not want to notify the White House. He is very resistant and avoidant of notifying the White House. And he tells her that the reason is because he doesn't want to mess up a criminal investigation. And remember, Sally Yates heard about this the first time in that meeting with President Obama on January 5th. So she's hearing about an investigation that should be coordinated with the Department of Justice implicating the very highest levels of the Trump transition and administration. She's hearing about it in this meeting in the Oval Office. So she kept pushing to notify the White House about the transcripts. Comey was very resistant about this and Yates understands that Comey doesn't want to mess up the criminal investigation of General Flynn, but she says in the document that it kept morphing. It kept going from a criminal investigation to a counterintelligence investigation. And she really, with other people, other expert lawyers at the Department of Justice, wondered if there could even be a basis, a predicate for a criminal investigation of General Flynn, because you remember that the basis that they had come up with, that the FBI and all these documents that we had released a couple weeks ago, their criminal basis was the Logan Act, which is a bogus law, probably unconstitutional. No one has even been charged with a crime under the Logan Act since before the Civil War. This is a 1790s era law, and no one has ever been convicted of it. So the smart lawyers at the Department of Justice understood that the Logan Act was probably not going to be prosecutable, definitely not beyond a reasonable doubt, and there would be so much challenge to even prosecuting someone under the Logan Act. And she raised these concerns with James Comey, who kept vacillating, kept changing his mind on whether it was a criminal investigation or a counterintelligence investigation. And that seems like that was done just to be very underhanded and uh, to, to not disclose what was really going on with the FBI trying to set up General Flynn and entrap him. So remember we had that CYA memo saying that President Obama said in the January 5th meeting in the White House, everything has to be done by the book, and he tried to tear apart into two halves, the criminal investigation versus the national security aspect of the Flynn investigation, and nothing, nothing about this was done by the book, and in fact, they didn't even coordinate basic information with the Department of Justice, is which is why Sally Yates was hearing about this first in the January 5th meeting with President Obama. So nothing was done by the book, and more importantly, they didn't coordinate with the Department of Justice, and the Department of Justice is in charge of the FBI, and for something this high profile, they certainly should have coordinated with the Department of Justice. And instead, James Comey and his gang of people who didn't care about General Flynn, didn't care about the rule of law, didn't care about anything other than getting this president, they decided to take it upon themselves to ambush General Flynn. And then there was abuse after abuse after abuse by the government through the entire investigation of General Flynn, the pressure they put on him, the 
exculpatory documents they didn't give to him. But I think reading this exhibit, exhibit four of the interview with Sally Yates really makes it clear. She thought the White House had to be notified. Clapper, Brennan, uh, other people from the CIA, they thought that the White House, the Trump administration, had to be notified about these intercepts between Flynn and Kislyak. This was not done. And instead, she calls James Comey on the fateful day, January 24th, for the interview. She's James Comey's boss. He doesn't call her back. He doesn't answer right at that point. He takes advantage of what he says is chaos, not doing the procedure, not doing what he admits. He admits he would have done a different act if it had been the Obama administration. He would have called Obama's chief of staff. He admits this. And he avoids Sally Yates, his boss. He sends two agents over there to ambush General Flynn. And when he finally calls back Sally Yates, she is so upset. She is so upset about this. And she tells the top leadership of the Department of Justice, and in her words, these top, the top leadership at the Department of Justice in charge of law enforcement of the entire country for the federal government, they hit the roof. They hit the roof. And Yates is extremely upset. This interview should have been coordinated with the Department of Justice. The White House should have been notified. The White House Counsel should have been notified. The FBI is supposed to be subordinate to the Department of Justice. They are supposed to answer to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice runs the FBI. But instead, we're seeing in this case, the FBI was running the Department of Justice in contravention to what the Department of Justice wanted to do. And it wasn't just Comey, it was the top leadership of the FBI. And not only were they running it without the involvement of the Department of Justice, they were running it against their established protocols and procedures. So Yates tells her team they hit the roof and they understand that this has been so not by the book. If you could come up with a phrase that described this interaction, this ambush of General Flynn, exactly the opposite of what really happened, by the book would be the opposite. They threw out the book. They tore up the book. They put the book on fire, all in an effort to thwart this president, to bring him down. And Comey went off the rails, and the FBI was on a mission to set up General Flynn to entrap him. And it's fascinating, too, because James Comey has a history of having a fixation with the statute that they ended up uh, accusing General Flynn of, not the Logan Act, not the Logan Act, but the false statements to the government. James Comey was in charge of the uh, U.S. Off, U.S. Attorney Office that prosecuted Martha Stewart under this statute. In his book, he recounts a time when he was serving in the U.S. Attorney's Office in, in Richmond, essentially, and it was the same with this statement, this crime being used against a youth minister in Richmond. And it just is so blood boiling to think of James Comey's title of his book being Higher Loyalty when he was the guy who burned up the book, who trashed the book, who did any, anything not by the book. And that is why it is so important to have this question, question number four of the five outstanding questions asked by Kaylee McEnany, that if the press had any integrity whatsoever, they would be hounding former President Obama and presidential candidate Joe Biden 
and we're hearing all these people go on cable news and yet they are not asked these critical questions about an attempt to take out a presidential victor because they were unhappy with the election results. We're going to cover question number five in the next episode. Make sure to subscribe below so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below if you have any topics that you would like me to cover next. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com, and also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.